This is a BBP News election update. Nebraska residents went to the polls on Tuesday and they are voting on a new governor as the current one reached their term limit. So for the Democrat, we have Carol Blood who made it through the primaries and then the Republican that made it was Jim Pillen. For representatives, we have District 1 where the Democrat that made it through the primaries was Patty Pansing Brooks. And the Republican was Mike Flood. There were no Senate elections this year. This has been a BBP News election update. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another news episode. Chris, start us off in the normal fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny, 74, with a partly cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy, 84, with a sunny weekend. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is sunny, 84, with rain throughout the weekend. And in New York City, it is cloudy, 70, with a cloudy weekend. Well, Chris, you know, we didn't think that we were going to get anything out for the Friday show. You know, we put up audio this morning saying that uh, we'd be back on Wednesday or on Sunday with the what to expect episode but we were here we have got a, a full show for you actually and we're barely here let's be honest <laughs> hey what I'm happy about is that we we did make it we've got this show put together and all ready to go for you guys and uh, yeah I we defied our our own expectations I'm so proud of us. Me too. Me too. But get right, getting right into the news, we have some Russian news to report for today. Despite a lot of warnings and concern, Vladimir Putin did not announce any expansion or escalation of the war in Ukraine. War experts were concerned and expecting that Putin would use Monday's Victory Day, a day that Russia celebrates from the 1945 defeat of the Nazi Germany, people are predicting he would use some sort of military announcement, but he did not. It is also worth noting he did not announce any victory either, nor did he announce he was going to be withdrawing because he hasn't achieved any of his goals. Instead, he said there is no doubt that Russia's special military operations, as the Russian people call it, will succeed. And he spent time blaming this invasion on NATO, saying the NATO alliance was surrounding Russia and was planning on nonspecific hypotheticals that would lead him no choice but to invade. According to NATO, Russia's land border stretches 12,000 miles, and of that, 755 miles of Russian border is shared with a NATO ally. That is only 6%, and the White House said repeatedly neither they nor NATO has any plans to attack any of Russia. Meanwhile, the war is continuing in Ukraine, and sanctions are getting more intense on Putin and Russia. Continuing with Russia and Ukraine, Congress has made a deal on the $33 billion aid package the president wants for Ukraine. The deal was reached at a total price tag of $39.8 billion. This is all for aid for Ukraine, and it is bipartisan. Now that the aid for COVID funding has been torn apart from this bill, the aid 
funding for Ukraine will likely be passed through the Senate like it was through the House with a vote of 358 to 57, with five voting now. You might be wondering what is in this bill. There is $24 billion for military assistance, $8.5 billion for economic assistance for the Ukrainian government, $3 billion for humanitarian assistance, $500 million for domestic aid production assistance, and then an additional $3.4 billion was added for food aid. And an additional $3.4 billion was also added for military equipment. The Senate is set to take this bill up next week. The bill to codify Roe v. Wade failed the U.S. Senate, and anybody that follows politics should not take this as a surprise because we told you last week that this would happen. The senators that voted no was all 50 Republicans plus Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia. The Supreme Court has not actually ruled on the cases that would overturn Roe v. Wade, but the ruling should be released in June, and at this point we aren't exactly sure how the ruling is going to fall. I am not saying that things are going to change from the draft opinion that was leaked from Politico, but what may be different is the justification and the reasons for what the justices gave for overturning it. And another thing to keep in mind, there's an effort happening in the Senate to come up with another bill that would codify Roe v. Wade, but the authors say it wouldn't go as far as the Women's Protection Act that failed earlier this week. At least two Republican senators and Senator Joe Manchin say they could vote for something like that, though. Inflation went down in the month of April, but don't get too excited because it is still extremely high. But this is the first time inflation has gone down in eight months. The inflation rate in April, according to the new report from the Labor Bureau Statistics, was 8.3% over last year. This is down 0.2% from March of 8.5%, one month of one report is not a trend, but what we need to do is keep watching the report for the next few months to get a better idea if inflation will trend up or trend down. The report found that the biggest factors are food, dairy is up 9.1% from last year, 14.3% for meat and poultry. Non-alcoholic beverages are up 9.8%. If you're going out to eat, that is up 7.2%. Shelter is up 5.1%. Energy is 43.6% higher than it was last year. And travel. Airline tickets are up 33.3%. The travel costs increased by 18% from March, just in time for the summer travel period. Gas prices hit a new record high Wednesday at $4.37 for a gallon of regular. That's the highest it's been since AAA started tracking gas prices in 2000. A month ago, the price for a gallon was $4.12, and a year ago, it was $2.97 a gallon. Diesel is up as well, $5.55 a gallon. That's up about $0.50 from a month ago and up from $3.12 from a year ago. I know most of you don't use diesel in your cars, but you know who does, semi-truck drivers, you know the people who haul the goods and things that go to your grocery store. So what's happening? Put simply, it's the inflation at 8.3%, super low interest rates, demand is up and supply isn't keeping up, 
and hasn't been since we've come out of the pandemic, not to mention international disruptions. Gas is just one piece of it, but it's a big piece. The cost for a barrel of crude oil is up, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And mentioning that, we've told you repeatedly before that oil is a global commodity. When it's disrupted in one part of the world, it impacts prices all over the world. But since last year, oil prices have been going up. And the fact is, Russia did not cause this spike in oil prices, but the disruption in the oil market Russia is causing as a result of this war with Ukraine is not helping the situation at all. You might be wondering what can the president do about gas prices. The fact is, not a whole lot. Politicians always take too much credit when gas prices are good and get too much of the blame when they're bad. Presidents cannot dictate prices on gas companies, even if they sell gasoline. There are a few minor things they can do, like release oil from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserves. That is being done right now, but that's not making too much of a dent in prices. Congress can reduce or eliminate the amount of the federal gas tax. The president cannot do this, but it is being considered in Congress. Presidents can open up drilling land leases on federally owned lands so oil companies can drill, which has happened. 9,000 federal land leases are in the hands of oil companies, but they're just not drilling at the moment. Oil companies have not generally increased their production of oil for a while now. Some say oil companies are trying to take advantage of this situation by keeping production steady and just raking in more money for the same amount of product as a way to recoup the losses they experienced during the pandemic. Chevron and ExxonMobil just recently reported extraordinary profits for the first quarter of 2022. Chevron raked in $6.3 billion, quadrupling its profits from the same time last year, and ExxonMobil raked in $5.5 billion in the first quarter, which is double its profits from last year. Executives at both Chevron and Exxon said they would keep production flat. The other thing Congress can do is to crack down on what it sees as price gouging, which is also being considered. Getting into rapid news, Elon Musk's $44 billion deal to take over Twitter is temporarily on hold pending details on spam fake accounts, according to a message he shared to the platform. Jerome Powell was confirmed by the Senate to a second term as the Federal Reserve Chair. And Mercedes-Benz issues warning on over 292,000 vehicles telling drivers to stop using them as the brakes could stop working at any time. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? All right, so we've had plenty of stories in the past, you know, about animals saving people. I've got another one for you here, and this one's just as amazing as all the rest. So a 63-year-old woman went on a walk with her dog, a Labrador retriever named Max, and they ended up not showing up back at home, which really worried her husband and two children, as she had just recently been diagnosed with dementia. Well, this prompted them to call law enforcement, which then prompted a search party to be uh, sent out. And 
there were actually multiple search parties. There was law enforcement, uh, animal groups were out looking for them, and several other groups as well. And they were using uh, dogs to help track the scent and all of this. So the search went on for the entire day, but they still hadn't found either of them. But around 3 or 4 in the morning, there was a call to one of the children saying that they were both found, both alive. They had cuts, they had some bruising, but both ended up making a full recovery. The dog especially was kind of hailed as a hero because it was his barks that kind of alerted them to where these two were. Max was just barking and barking uh, just nonstop until someone eventually heard it and, and came running and found them. And so he's been celebrated by, you know, individual people as well as even some like companies and stuff have been rewarding him with treats and toys. And uh, there was a barbecue company that brought in a huge bone for him. So just an awesome story here all around. Yeah, that that's just <laughs> that's an amazing story. I really like that story, you know. It's just another example of pets being so loyal. And one thing I, I didn't mention before, but I'll mention now, is that this entire time that they were lost, at some point, you know, throughout that, Max had lost his leash and his collar, but stayed with her the entire time. You know, did not leave her side yeah. for anything. So that's just even more amazing. That Yeah, that's crazy. You know, lost the leash, and but still didn't leave her you know i feel like if that was annie she would be like peace out i'm out <laughs> yeah. see you later oh my god just incredible though that is the end of this news episode we will be back here sunday morning for what to expect this week episode and then of course monday morning with a news episode and so then until then have a great weekend everybody bye guys <laughs>